What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. The Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and I'm here uh, once again with another fun episode of the Sunday Review Show. Today, besides Adam, we got two special guests. Dominique and Ty, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, time for... What's up, everyone? Yeah, my name is Ty. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Dominic. Um, I was the uh, music composer and the uh, sound engineer for uh, our short film, Orenda, which just recently released. Um, We'll talk about a little bit about that today. And well, Dom, you go ahead. But yeah, like I said, we are both uh, worked on our short film, Orenda. I was the cinematographer and editor for that. I was, I just helped get all the great shots in there. And it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to have y'all. And Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys, it's Adam Sampson, you know, the swole nerd up in the building here to always co-host with the friendly neighborhood dreadhead. All right, we can have fun, and we will be we will be graced with the presence of the lovely Miss Courtney Lyric later on. But before we do, Adam, you know we got to hit that intro, man. Greater. Yep. So we are here today. We're gonna start off with. My two, my two bros right here. So, Dominique and Todd, tell us a little bit about about yourself and, and what you guys do. Let's we'll start with Dominique. All right. So, uh, just a little bit about myself. I am full time photographer, videographer. I specialize in just doing creative content and marketing and marketing for myself and just for other freelance clients that I do. I've uh, been doing this since legitimately since I was eight. Uh, started off trying to recreate Amazon Shibal DVDs, trying to do the same tricks they were doing, and then that just turned to the career path that I'm in now. Okay, okay. Ty, what about you? Yeah, um, you know, man, and I'm really just normal dude working nine to five, just trying to get his music out there as, as best as he can. I've been really seriously involved in music for, gosh, you know, for about half my life. And you know, whether it be, I don't know, the good grace of God or ra- random chaos, I just had this opportunity just kind of drop into my lap. I had never composed music before, you know, let alone a, a horror uh, psychological film. And yeah, man, it turned out really well. And I just keep, uh, I keep surprising myself. All right, so, so um, let's talk about the film itself. So, what little can you tell us about Orenda and its plight without, you know, without giving too much away? Dom, you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, I got it. So, the plot centers around two brothers and just the relationship that they have and just the different things that happened in their life where it kind of just, that relationship kind of deteriorated due to uh, circumstances that happened in their life and 
it deals with the mystery of it has a mystery thriller uh, sense about it. I I would love to go more details than that, but I don't want to spoil it for y'all without watching it. Okay, well, well, um, we don't have the movie right now, but we what we do have is a trailer. So we're gonna just check out the trailer of uh of the short film. And come on, don't you tell me. Well, while I download that, uh, <laughs> I thought I downloaded my bad y'all, my bad y'all. But uh, so what genre of film are you guys um into? Like which, like what's your main go-to genres? I'll start with Dominic. Uh for me, it depends on the day. Sometimes it's a, a nice horror, horror thriller movie. Sometimes a comedy. It, for me, it will flip flop. It just depends on the what I'm feeling that day. Honestly. Okay. Okay. What about you, Ty? Yeah. Um. You know, growing up, um, you know, my mom was a huge horror movie fan, man. So yeah, growing up, it was. You know, the thing, Halloween, Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you name it. Um, so I definitely had a, you know, a really close place in my heart for, for those kinds of films. But, um, you know, I'm also also a sucker for a, for a good musical um, or, you know, a good uh, Arnold movie. But no, my, my, my love, as far as films goes, is definitely rooted in horror Okay, well, you know what? Me and you can get along because horror is probably in my top three for favorite genres. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's always so good. Even the B move, even the B move, even the B horror movies, those be some of the most entertaining ones. Well, like, then you get some like a message from Brianna. And <laughs> talking about. I don't know exactly what or, I'm talking about. Or like, yeah, or like, uh, you know, remember, remember dragging me to hell. It's it's so bad. It's so incompetent. It's it's entertaining. At the end of the day, well, to be to be, I, I don't know. Drag me to hell. Is, it's a special case because there's still some things in that movie that's that makes it good. Like I said, but it, I think they try to go for the B movie feel on purpose. It felt like a straight up B movie. But speaking of movies. The trailer finally finished downloading. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna watch this trailer, y'all, for their film yeah, already. So, I saw it May 25th, so is it out now? Yes, it yeah, is. it's out now. Oh, dang. I, I wish I would know. I would have looked at it. I would have I would have looked at it. 
Dang. Well, it looks interesting. Like I said, now my question to you guys is what was what was the process like of doing this short film? Oh man, it was constantly inspiring, draining. Um at some points, you know, not not working with a budget. Right. And having to have creativity, you know, having to work creativity around, you know, hey man, that's a really good idea, but we just we just don't got the money to make that do. Um, it kind of forced us to really get the essence, I think, of the film and amplify those aspects of it that works. Right. Um, Adam, you you want to ask him anything, man? Yeah, um, I was actually wondering how you guys came up with the name Orinda, because that's a pretty interesting name. Yeah, our uh, our uh, d- uh, director, writer, Dawson RV, he plays uh, Tommy, the, the younger brother in the film. Um, he, it was it was his name. Um, and really, it's it's a the lore behind it it's a native american spirit forest spirit more or less and um you know they believe the creature the spirit can change your life for for better or for worse you know that would be up to the individual and how they interpret the things that you know it might show them we loosely touched on you know how it's it's a story about two brothers and and their relationship but you know there's definitely themes of isolationism um as it's really you know two brothers living out in the woods living their life until um things go bump in the night more or less but yeah it uh it it plays on so many factors so well and it's it's i i I think it's really impressive what we get accomplished in a 35-minute short film, just how long it is. Yeah, man. Like, one thing I've always liked about horror, or just the thrillers in general, anything with a horror-like feel, you can you can make something really good with little to no budget. That's what I've always liked about the genre. Because I fit people... They downplay horror a lot, saying that it's not real art. But really, to me, horror is one of the most difficult things to get right and have it to be thrilling because you have to you have to scare the shit out of people, which is hard to do nowadays. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Absolutely. But you also have to keep their attention span the whole movie, whether it's a 35 short film like you guys or whether it's a two hour long movie like a lot of these movies, and it's hard to do because you got to find the proper balance. So when you when you guys were making this film, um, was it kind of hard to find the proper balance in, like, for the script itself? You know, for me, and I know I've been talking a lot, and I'm, I'm definitely going to let Don, Don take a turn, but it, I just wanted to say it, it really wasn't just, you know, Dawson He's, he's such a talented writer, and this story has a very clear, concise beginning, 
middle and end. Everything flows into one another and everything gets wrapped up. Um, so, you know, finding a balance, you know, wasn't that difficult insofar as what was more difficult is just bringing everything to life and, you know, making, making quality content when um, so many forces of nature conspired against us you know what I'm uh, saying? It's, like, it's like damn what's next like what more can you do here so okay so now you're saying that what what are these forces of nature that do not want you to put this movie out there what were y'all working against you know and i'm gonna let dom i'm gonna let dom take this one and i you know dom you had you know we, we had kind of said yeah we just he was just, you know, I think, Dom, you said you're just a cinematographer and you just did your thing. No, our boy worked his ass off. We were beaten, sore, hungry, and thirsty by the time we were done filming this thing. Fellas, three days of hell. And if it weren't for our Mr. Dominic over here, the project would have collapsed. Okay. Well, congrats to Mr. Dominic. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah thanks. But just to go in a little bit detail of our production. So we shot this the short film in only like three days. Oh, and wow. yeah, no, we we were able to get this done in three days and during those three days everything if if something could go wrong, it went wrong for us. <laughs> we had equipment fell on us and we had to scrabble to figure out how to get the shots that we needed. Uh Lighting, we just had like inconsistent clouds. For some reason, birds were just very loud out of nowhere. Just people again, this random people jumping in our set on like the last day for some reason. Even though we had like a whole whole scenes where we were like yelling, they even come out. But the last one of the last scenes, it was a normal conversation. Just comes out, just ruins the whole scene. Oh, and man. yeah, just a, we had a lot working against us, but just due to the team that we had, and due to the fact that we did a good amount of pre-production, everyone was prepared, so we could just we could roll with it. We had, we adapted, and we're able to get the film done. Oh, okay, well, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all made it through. Y'all made it through. Now. Um, what is next after you y'all went through hell to get this project out? Uh, are there any more planned projects for the future for you guys' crew? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yes, can we, we do. Can we get like a hint what y'all working with, or you gotta, gotta keep us, gotta keep us, gotta keep us waiting and guessing? We're gonna have to let you just. Waiting guests. Just know we're working on more of a full feature now. Uh, that's about all I wanted to divulge of that as of now. But yeah, I don't know, Ty. Do you, is there anything that you think we can let them know right off the bat, or you think all I'm clear what I said? No, I was all, all I think I can really say is yeah, we we're working towards a full length film. We want we want the project in a real theater. Go out in the night, enjoy the film, and look forward to, uh, I think, a splash of Tarantino with a healthy dose of American Psycho. 
into oh, the blend. Nice. That's, that's, that's really all I can say about those. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, uh, y'all can't even give us like a genre? Man. Uh, psychological fuck me up. Okay, cool. yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take I'll that. Take that. I'll, 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 take that. <laughs> I'll take that, man. Um, now I don't know when you guys are free or available next time, but I would definitely want to get a watch party going with me and a couple of the podcast fam, and we can all watch a movie together. If y'all, would I would love that. that. Oh no, would we love would that. definitely love that. All right, man. We well, we're gonna get. We like, listen, I'm gonna get with y'all after, but. Now, man, um, yeah, man, Dominic and Ty, these two, these two are very dedicated and talented. Y'all check, y'all check out that film, Miranda. It is on YouTube right now. Go check that out. Show my bro some love. Now, speaking of showing some love, I'm, I'm pretty sure without this particular movie, I don't think people would have ideas like Dominic and Ty for horror because after watching this again. I must say that this is probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a while. Still holds up to this day. Little film from the 80s. I think y'all heard of it. Had Mr. Kurt Russell and buttery smooth voice Keith David in this movie, along with some other cats. I'm talking about the thing, y'all. So we about to go ahead and talk about the thing. But before we do, let's go ahead and check out the trailer. All right. Oh, oh God, it was our plan. Ominous trailer. Ominous trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about this. I, I want to say this off the bat. John Carpenter does not get the respect he rightfully deserves. Preach. Preach. My God, yes. 
Hey, yes. Yo, it, but John Carpenter has had some flops, bro. That's probably why. Every director has had some flops. Steven Spielberg has had some flops. Yeah, but but John Carpenter, he's he's had some unforgivable ones. Hold on now. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna act like Steven Spielberg had no unforgivable flops either. And, and and let's not forget, and let's not forget George Lucas. I will never forgive him for them horrible ass prequels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. The prequels hold up better than the new trilogy. Uh, true, look, true. I mean, that's like just saying which shit smell better. They both shit. But you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do think that. I do think the prequels have aged like fine wine. It's hard to make space politics fun. Right, get that. But let me just say, going back to the trailer, I miss old school trailers. I miss the epic trailer for man. The warmest place to hide. I miss that man. We don't we we don't get that anymore. Well, to be well, to be all, to be um honest too, trailers nowadays they just show the whole fucking movie, right? No, they do though. Like the the story is so weak. They have, they only have they can only sell all the good parts, so there's no surprise left. It's bleak. Yeah, man. But let's uh let's talk about this class um this class. This cast that this movie had, they had some, they had some heavy hitters back from um, from, well, like in their heyday. We had Kurt Russell, of course, as as McCready, Keith David as Childs, Wilfred Brimley and as Doctor Blair, and I still laugh to this day because I remember he was in, he was um, he was in uh, one of those Ewok movies. <laughs> oh, was he? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me look it up. I want to say, yeah, I think he was, I think he was in one, one of the, um, I think he was uh, in one of the indoor films. Oh, let me see. Yep, he was in Battle for Indoor. Oh, wow. Yep, and I remember that he was playing a, he was just a, playing a mean ass old man that was just mean as hell to these Ewok and this little girl. But yeah, man, like, <laughs> the thing about this movie is, it does the horror genre right, and the special effects. They still, to me, they still hold up because they wanted to go the practical route, which it works. Unlike the twenty eleven, um, the twenty eleven prequel, that that CGI was bad. That CGI was horrible. So, um, before we get into our general thoughts, uh, y'all want to add anything? Anybody? Adam? Oh, uh, I just wanted to say, man, uh, this movie, I hadn't watched it in a while, and it still scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, because it came out when I was a kid, and I watched it again, and I'm like, oh, why, why is this still scary? <laughs> I, I'm a grown man. <laughs> you know? But uh, I actually did really, really like it, because uh, it is, uh, I would call it peak horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh. uh, you know, it, it does jump scares well, great storyline, great imaging. Even though it's in the 80s and some of it looks bad, it still works, you know? Right, right. Dominic, y'all want to add anything? Uh, nah, not for me. I don't know. Ty, you got anything else? 
I do actually, because yes, this is one of the greatest horror films ever made. It flopped when it came out. They they even had the audacity to give this movie a Razzie when it has in fact aged like a particularly fine wine. Yeah, and let's be honest, the Razzies, the Razzies are shit. Like they just do things just they just do things just so they can get some publicity. The Razzies to me have been shit for a while. Like I feel after a while they just gave it they they just gave it to movies just because they could. But yeah, man, one thing I do want to talk about that I think that this movie excels in is the special effects. Um, like I said, and one of one of the great special effects is is the transformation of the thing. I I feel like that by like they do a good job with the transformation because I think what it what they did it was. Uh, it was, I, I want to say it was prosthetics, and I think they would reverse the footage, and then some of it was stop motion. I think some of it was stop motion, if I'm mistaken. And they blended all that together to get what we got, and I'm going to show just the first transformation scene, because, ooh, that thing is nasty. That, that thing is nasty. Let me see if I can pull it up. What is going on with my clip? Oh, here we go. I ain't gonna lie, them dogs bitched up real quick, and I would did the same damn thing. I would have did the same damn thing. Oh, let me see. I'm trying to get out there. Yeah, man, that that scene right there, you couldn't do you can't you can't do nothing like that nowadays because boy, Peter would be on your ass. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. And, and when I was watching that scene, I just I felt terrified for the dogs just because they're locked in there with that monstrosity. And the way this movie starts out, it kind of leaves you guessing because the movie starts out with um, one of these Norwegians 
chasing after this dog. So off the bat, you're trying to figure out why this no why this Norwegian man is chasing after that dog. And we later come to find out that that dog is infected. Because um, the premise of this movie is this alien creature, this alien life form, it escapes from a Norwegian base camp because the Norwegians, like we dumb humans do, they were messing with something that they should have, and they blew their ship the fuck up. And now <laughs> this thing is out here just trying to survive, but at the cost of a lot of human lives. Right. And the thing I love about this movie is this whole movie is based off of who you can and who you can't trust. Like it this movie, this this movie is really uneasy. In certain scenes, and Yo. you know, oh, sorry, man, you go ahead. Oh no, I just asked anybody wanted to chime in. Yeah, well, I, it, it actually it kind of just occurred to me, you know, watching that particular scene, you know, the lighting is so good in this movie. It's dark, it's cold as fuck. We're in Antarctica. These dogs are trapped with this thing, right? Right. And bam. We'll cut inside. We'll cut inside the facility. It's warm, inviting. It's safe. When the creature inevitably gets in, that feeling of safety, you know, goes away. If it's starting out, you know, these dogs are trapped outside with this thing, and if we feel safe on the inside, that feeling is completely eroded as shit starts to go down, and the people trapped inside are no. You know they're no better off than the than the dogs we just saw. Yeah, Dominic, you want to add anything? Oh no, this I love this film because it plays on that paranoia that everyone has because you don't know who's who's the monster, who's going to get them, and it's like you can't trust anyone just because the thing could be any one of them in there. Yeah, Adam, what about you? Well. For me, I really don't have too much to add. You, you've all have uh, said plenty about it, but um, it, it to me, it also messes with your head a lot. And I've always kind of wondered, like, was the thing really bad, or was it just doing what what it had to do? You know what I mean? Like, can you blame a creature for behaving a certain way just because that's how it survives? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And that's the thing about it because after, as I was watching this movie. I was like, well, Kurt Russell and McCready and them, they didn't bring it on themselves, but the Norwegians, they're the one that brought that unleashes upon upon this world. Now we don't know why its ship was here, but they winded up blowing it up. And they were they were taking pictures with it, flaunting it, and whatever. And then they were trying to kill it. So I'm pretty sure its natural recourse would be. Well, I'm about to just kill anything that I see, I deem as a threat or is trying to harm me. And throughout the whole movie, Kurt Russell, uh, Kurt Russell's McCready is trying to kill this thing. Right. Now, one scene that I want to show, well, it's two scenes. I, I'm going to show this one first because it, it had me just at the edge of my seat was the blood test scene. The blood test scene was very, very tense. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because, oh. man, that, that, that scene right there, you really did not know who it was. 
and we were all worried like, well, is it McCready? Because th this movie does a really good job of having you take wrong guesses of who's the thing. Because for, I want to say in the second, the second, uh, second act, they have to make it seem like McCready's the one because because he was away from the group. So let's go ahead and watch this blood test scene real quick. That's good. All right, move back. Over there. I guess you're okay. All right, put that on and watch them. Now I'll show you what I already know. It's a crock of shit. Let's try the Doc and Clark. He fucked him up, by the way. <laughs> right. Now, Clark. And Clark was human, huh? Which makes you a murderer, don't it? Palmer now. This is pure nonsense. Doesn't prove a thing. I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. You were the only one that could have got to that blood. We'll do you last.
but yeah, man, that scene right there. Oh boy, that scene is hard. That scene is very, very difficult. It's very hard to watch because you are you are scared as hell. You tense. You don't know who it is, and they have people. I won't say that the director he had certain people look a certain way so it can kind of throw you off because they wanted you to make it seem like the first dude he tested. I thought it was him because the look he was given when he was backing up, but then it goes to the next person and then the next person. And then a person that really we should have all known because he was not saying anything at all. Like the clues were there, like the clues were there from the very beginning. Because he was, he. If y'all look back at that scene, you notice he's the only one that didn't say nothing at all. Yeah, and that I, is true. And I think that that is brilliant. I think that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, but you actually want to know what bothers me the most about this scene, though? That just like it's a thing of mine. It's real hard for me to watch people like kind of self mutilate. So when they were actually drawing the blood on their fingers and shit, that that really messed with me. Bro, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Cutting your thumb? Why the fuck would you cut your own thumb that deep? Hard pass, sir. Oh, right, hard yeah. pass. Man, he got up in that thing. <laughs> but yeah. no, like, um, no, sorry. I just wanted to say, yeah, just like expand on this idea. Why this scene is so good and what the whole movie does, it gives you it gives you all these clues. But it also gives you the occasional clue in favor of the person, right? Well shit, maybe it isn't them because blink and blank. And it's just fucking with you the entire time. Right. Uh Donna, you wanna add anything? Uh, nah, y'all pretty much touched everything on the head on that. I don't have anything to really add, honestly. Yeah, all right. Also, I guess the thing that I, I love about this movie is everybody is competent. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in this movie is competent. They 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 are smart because in a lot of horror, um, the film, the filmmakers, they just thought, think of cheap ways to get their kills by making the characters do stupid things like go off alone or do something stupid or, you know, trip over air. So I like how how this facility is filled with a lot of competent people. Um, they're competent, but they're paranoid, which leads them to make mistakes. It's natural. It's a natural they die in, in a, like as far as natural as you can in this like in real life that's how you would die because your paranoia would get the best of you and it would leave you vulnerable and i love that about this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now we're just going to uh, end off on it cuz to be honest i can't really name some of the negatives only negatives i can say some of the acting by some of the supporting cast is, is, is their lines of delivery kind of bad. <laughs> and then some of the like the cutaway shots, they weren't good. Like a, a lot of this movie is good, but a lot like a lot of those cutaway transitions, like a lot of those shots, they weren't edited good. <laughs> like it was like a, a scene would just abruptly stop and then go to an go to another scene. 
But other than that, I would say like um, the way that we do this, um, Dom and Todd, we got a rating system. We go from the lowest to a fuck you, which is a zero. <laughs> okay. We got we got salty, salty where it's a bad movie. We got store bought. Eh, it's a nice movie to put on in the background. We got buttery, like it's a smooth movie, but it's not perfect. Like you still want it, like you would see this for you would see this during like during matinee times so when you know when you know tickets don't cost that much. Then you got a movie theater when where you will pay full price, great cinematic experience. And then we got uh, gourmet, which means that this movie is damn near perfect. Now, for me, I'm going to say that this is a very high movie theater. I can't give it gourmet yet because there's still a lot of things. Well, you know what? I'll put this. I'll do a very high, very high movie theater to a low gourmet. There's a lot of things the movie gets right. The tent building the tension, they get that right. The horror, um, the practical effects with the monster itself, the process with that is just phenomenal. But the editing is shoddy in, in a lot of scenes, and the acting by some of the side characters is pretty bad. But yeah, for me, high, very high movie theater, um, low gourmet. What about you, Adam? Well, for me, honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and give it gourmet. Only because it's the only thing that can scare me now that's a movie. <laughs> okay. You know, like everything now, it's like, oh, man, that's kind of lame. But this, it's like, man, I've seen this before. And I remember how terrifying it was. And I was still scared. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give it gourmet. And also, I'm going to give him a little bit of a break on the whole editing thing. Because my whole thing is, is it's the 80s. And... Uh, everybody's editing during that time just wasn't good. Okay, you know what I mean. That like let let's just be fair. Like everybody's was kind of crappy. Okay, yeah, okay. uh, you know. So I'm gonna give it a break just simply due to time. Uh, due to uh time period. Okay, you know. So I can't like that's the reason why I'm giving it that gourmet level because it's like yeah, I want to trash the graphics, but. And and other stuff, but hey, it's the eighties. Yeah, I'm, but that's the thing. Like, just because the eighties, like like I said, it, it was almost a damn near per perfect movie for me. It was almost perfect, but I just, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't give it that. Now, to and also to be fair, maybe we didn't get that shitty ass twenty eleven one that explained shit that didn't need to be explained. I probably would have given given it higher. <laughs> <laughs> Because that movie kind of brings some of this movie down because it it also it may answer some questions, but it also raises a lot of questions about the first movie. So I think yeah, the twenty eleven one has that going against it as well. But to me, like I said, it's a it's a low it's a low gourmet for me. It, it's still there, but still in between. What about you, Dominic? What you give it? Uh Honestly, I'll have to give this a gourmet because even though, like, yeah, there's some edit problems in there, sometimes the actors, just, the lines aren't the best. Like, all around, great film. It delivers on the horror. The practical effects on there are great. Like, the scene where he, the privilege scene where he tries to like, bring it back and just gets both his arms torn off. 
still one of my top scenes I love in a film. And that ambiguous ending at the end, like, from beginning to end, this movie was great, so I have to give this a gourmet. Okay, I can respect that. What about you, Ty? Um, yeah, and, you know, I love what Adam said, and I really agree with it. It's, it's one of the very few movies I can just throw on. It still freaks me out. Just, you know, it's, it's, it, uh, those feelings of being on edge come up. Um, real quick, too, shameless plug, our, uh, our short film, Orendo. Guys, there is some creepy shit that happens with it. Seeing it filmed, seeing the editing, and watching it on screen still freaks me out. There's some uh, unsettling shit. Um, and I will give the thing, this may surprise you guys, but I have an analogy that's going to bring it all back around. I give a buttery. Okay. It, Explain. You know, it's uh, like a big fat piece of buttery popcorn. You know, I'm not going to have it all the time. When I do have it, I love it. It's a really pleasant experience, and I can't wait till I watch it again, probably next, uh, next year. But I usually sit down and watch this movie like once a year. Okay, okay. All right. And, all right. I, I thought I was going to be, I thought I was going to be the villain, but <laughs> I thought I was going to be the villain and give it the little train, but. That man Ty surprised me. And also, uh, Dominic, for you, I got that scene for you, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the scene. I'm going to just show a little bit of the scene because I, I just saw that they just kind of blocked us a little bit. But I'm going to show a little bit of the scene. Let me see. Oh, don't die. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I never get tired of that scene. Damn. <laughs> man, man. Also, side note, the thing is an asshole, man. That, oh, no, that thing is <laughs> an asshole. Because in that, in, in that blood test scene, he didn't have to eat buddy head like that. Well, he didn't eat it. He just bit down on it and just said, oh, you nasty. I'm just throwing you away. <laughs> well, yeah. man, like I said, you can't blame something for what it is. I mean, hell, that's that's his nature. It's sort of like Galactus in uh, in the Marvel Universe. I tell folks, you can't really call him evil because, hey, man, that's what he got to do. You know what I mean? Well, to To survive. Well, well, also, Galactus did some fucked up shit. So. Oh, yeah, he has. He has. I mean, hell, old boy killed an uh, uh, elder celestial, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Galactus has done some messed up stuff, but in general, he actually would prefer not to kill intelligent life. Yeah, well, well, the thing just out here thinking, man. Thing yeah. just out here thinking. 